The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Yes, you're welcome back to the show. Kieran Cuddy with you until seven o'clock, and I'm delighted to say that Richie Hogan is with me, retired Kilkenny hurler. Richie, how does that sound? It's the first time I've I've kind of heard it in that uh, <laughs> yeah. in that tone. Former but, yeah. former Kilkenny hurler. Yeah. Um, feels good actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, it does. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I'm happy enough. I'm content enough to be honest. So uh, I don't think I'll miss it too much. Was it a difficult decision? No, not in the slightest. Um, like I, I've had a couple of years where I probably could have made a decision as well. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty content that uh, I'm pretty content that I couldn't, um, I couldn't do any more. That's for sure. So when. When did it start? When did the idea kind of take root in your mind that listen, this is a this is now an active consideration? Oh, uh, I don't. Honestly, uh, what what happens when you get to my age, right? And when you're hit with a couple of injuries, is um, you have endless amount of people um, asking you, "Oh, are you going to give it another year? Are you going to do this? Are you going to do that?" And sure, I, I never really was. I was kind of committing with Derek for one more year, and I was delighted that I did that. Um, so I just got annoyed with people asking me. So I was like, "Oh, right, I'm going to get this done now and uh, get it out of the way, um, more for peace of mind than anything else." Mm. And I mean, when once the statement is released and it's out there, I mean, what's what's the feeling? Is it one of relief, kind of a weight off your shoulders that's done, or is there? Is there an element of kind of buyer's remorse? Like, oh, Jesus Christ, I can't take it back now. Uh, I'm sure there is for some, but for me, there definitely wasn't. I mean, there's like, like certainly nobody in Kilkenny would be particularly surprised. Um, but uh, relief, yeah, ki- yeah, kind of. Um, k- kind of a relief. I, I just wrote it out, sent it out really early in the morning and uh, turned my phone off for the day and uh, went to work. And uh, I was happy out. Um so yeah, I I and uh, so I only got about I got a couple of text messages through to my work phone, and that was all I really saw until kind of two days later. So no, it was great. When would you say the injuries really began to impact on? I mean, what you were able to to the service you were able to provide for Kilkenny? Mm, um, I'm not entirely sure. Like I've had oh, I've had injuries right throughout my career. Now yeah. m- most players do. Um, like my very first All-Ireland final to play in was 2009 and I I think after about seven minutes um, somebody fell on my leg and completely tore all of the ligaments in my left ankle um, and um, now I, I played on during that game and you get through it you get through it easy enough in the game itself but like I've never really had a, a, a run of luck where it hasn't kind of affected the game but I think it mainly from a training point of view and from a fitness point of view, I would say from about 2017, 2018 mm. onwards. Um, but uh, there was a time there where the plan was to mind yourself, if you like, so to get yourself right for games. And a lot of people would be on that type of schedule now, especially when they get to, to 30. Um, but then, you know, the last kind of two, three years were maybe constant, um, constant uh Injuries, setbacks that were three weeks, four weeks, you know, which are a killer because you're trying to get a bit of momentum. Yeah. Well, what's that like being on a kind of a a, a, a kind of a parallel uh, kind of road of preparation 
compared to the rest of the lads? Because, you know, like part of the enjoyment of, of, of any sport, any team sport, isn't just matches. I mean, it's that collective atmosphere of training. And if you were off kind of doing your own thing because you've got injuries and you wouldn't have been the only lad doing it, you know, I know I've spoken to Mick Fenley and others before and, and TJ as well, more recently, who'd, who'd, you know, would have been minding themselves and preparing themselves and other more senior players, if we'll describe you that way. Um, I mean, but what is it like being a little separate? It's Now, for me, I would have been at every training session and I would have been training in every training session. Um, and I, I suppose the type of injuries that I got, they were more kind of true, you know, they were kind of truly the attritional collisions in the game as opposed to the fitness element. So I, I would have done all of running sessions. I would have done all of the gym sessions. I would have done most of the training sessions. I would have stand, I stood out of some of the hurling sessions because um, a lot of, for, I, I had a back injury which kind of, you know, a lot of rotation and striking mm. was, would have aggravated it. And then, but like there is always a handful of guys who are carrying injuries. So you go in, you train with everybody else um, and now my, I never had a consistent, I never had a, I never had a serious injury, like a cruciate where you're out for a year and you're, you're really yeah. training on your own, which I'd say is mentally tough. Mine were just constant, uh, constant setbacks, but I was always training. Um, but you were, you were likely to miss the matches. And that was, that was the biggest, that was the biggest killer where you couldn't tog out for a game. And, uh, cause that's. That's the best part. And mm. training is great, but like, you know, it doesn't compare to uh, games. And was that, I mean, was that always facilitated in the Kilkenny setup the whole time you were there? That if, you know, players would have to mind themselves and prepare themselves in their own unique way? Or was it maybe only afforded to players who had kind of reached a certain point in their career? Or how was it managed? No, I mean, if if you think of, if you think of what you're trying to do, you're trying to, get all of your players into the best possible shape and the thoughts that the same program would work for all of those players is ridiculous so um you know we have some younger players who will have to do more gym work uh we will have and and more running because they just don't have the bank of fitness that others would have mm. we would have uh we would have had others who came in and would have come in maybe a year too early um, specifically so that they could get up to the to the pace to the running pace and to the um the s and c uh pace and they would have played very little hurling, so we would have loads of different players on different programs um and with with the medical teams are so big now that you can facilitate that, and you will always have at least one and maybe two of your medical staff that are just catering for let's say getting people into long term good shape. So no, it was now that that has never been an issue right throughout my career. I, it's it's been the case for for most players. How would you describe then the role that you filled this year with the county team? Limited, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, limited playing wise. But look, but 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 when, when you know that's happening, you realise this, and I'm kind of the injuries are a bit of a struggle here, and it's hard to get up to the pace of the game for whatever reason because you can't take fully part in training. Do, do you then as a, as a more senior player, do you kind of take it on yourself to, listen, I can still, I can still have an impact in, in the dressing room, at training, I can be something of a role model or a leader. Like, what, what's your approach to that? Yeah, v- v- very similar to that. Um, I would have spoken a lot more in the last two or three years than I would have in the previous 14 or 15 because you don't get to lead on the pitch as much um, and you're trying to get the best out of 
uh, the players who are on the pitch, uh, the younger players especially, which, you know, is different because we would have maybe been used to just getting the best out of yourself, making sure you're in the best possible shape and let everybody else look after themselves. And then, you know, the result kind of follows. But that would have been different in recent years. But every year for me was completely different. There was never a year where I started at the start of the season and was like, oh, I'm going to have limited game time now. It was always as a result of, um, you know, things that happened throughout the year. Mm. Like this year, for example, I played... Uh, I played in the league semi-final. Um, I started in the league semi-final against Cork and I played really well and in a kind of an accidental clash, I broke my arm and that put me out for a couple of, a, a good few weeks and it was at a time where we were reduced in terms of numbers. So, you know, if I had played in a league final, uh, if I played in a league final two weeks after that and got a bit of momentum and played in the next game, all of a sudden, all of a sudden you're back in you're back in your scene and you're playing mm. and it's it runs into a bit of a routine for you. Whereas if you miss a significant part of the early part of the championship, um, c- certainly at my age, sometimes your role gets defined for you. But look, you just accept that and you say, well, what what's, you know, what's the best thing you can do right now? Yeah. And then in terms of how you would go about that, that kind of role you'd carve out for yourself in terms of maybe motivating the players... I mean, what's your approach to that motivation? You, you and I, and anybody who's played any sport would would be kind of would would have come across people whose approach to motivation is kind of effing and blinding and <laughs> and, and and lifting lads out of it. Uh, then there's the other end of the spectrum. I don't know how we would describe it. Maybe the Jim Gavin uh, approach, which is very much kind of stand back and let these players kind of just uh, equip these players with the with the skills and the skill set to motivate themselves. Where do you fall on that spectrum? Well. I wasn't the manager. So there's a there there's a certain as a player you have to be more of a role model because you you lose I suppose you lose a lot of credibility if you don't back up what you say on the pitch even if that's just for 10 minutes or even if that's just in training. So that's the that that's the first kind of difference. Um at elite sport level there's not a huge amount of motivation needed. And mm. if there is, they're, they're the wrong players. Um, and yeah. that's spotted very, very quickly. Um, for me, I was far more focused on uh, taking pressure off players um, and, you know, giving players small bits and pieces of advice, basic stuff, um, tactical stuff, um, things that I would have done that I know they will notice once they see it, um, things that I know that they'll go through. That's, kind of what I just tried to do things and that would have been said to you when you were a young player even yeah yeah now now when like when I was a young player there wasn't a huge amount said to me I mean it was very much it was very much you you, you almost focused now the game was so so different that you focused on your own position yeah. and what you were doing there um but uh and it was more of the more of the shouting and banging tables and um but it was a, that was a different that was a different era for sure. Whereas now there's far more thought that needs to go into your game. You can be the fittest, strongest, fastest, most skillful player. But if if you're not aware of your surroundings and where the ball is going to go and where you need to be and where you know um, where the players around you are, then you're you're not going to make it anymore. How different is the game compared to when you? Started when you started hurling senior intercounty, so kind of oh eight oh nine as you were kind of emerging onto the team. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's completely different. Um, 
it's completely different. And now whether it's more entertaining or not is kind of down to people's preference. But it was the games certainly right up until about 14, 15 ish were far more, they were far more intense in terms of the physical battles. Mm. Uh, There was far less time on the ball. When you have players who are moving into positions and getting free space on the ball and you have all, everybody is an option, then everybody gets time and space. Whereas back then it was far more, it was far more almost, it was, it was hectic. You know, it was, um, there was almost panic on the ball. It was a lot of it was reactions and um, far more balls breaking in uh, uh, on the ground, far more catching in the sky. You know, there was very little of a ball being played into somebody's path. It was very much, I'm going to win it. I'm going to get it up to the other end of the field. They're going to win it and we're going to try and create something. So it was very much um, played on instinct, whereas now it's more structured. Um, and as a result, you have more shots on goal. You have more, you have more, um, you have more players scoring. Mm. You have maybe more tactics, more structured defences. So, I mean, given that then, that the tactical nature of the game with those tactical developments, would you see yourself getting into that, into coaching? Or will oh. you be a close horse on telly like Jackie? Give me a, yeah, at least give me another week. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. I, I like, I, yeah, I don't think so. Um, the commitment that the management team need to put in yeah. for, um, and I'm not dismissing the joy that they get out of it, but there's absolutely no way it's anywhere close to playing. And the commitment they need to put in um, with what I would recommend what I would consider to not be an adequate reward, mm. I, I think might be a bit much for me. Um, but I definitely love the strategic side of the game. I love, you know, not so much the, the, the analytical side of it, but certainly better ways of better ways of playing, better ways of winning. Um, I love all that side of it. So, I mean, that time and effort that's needed by management uh, you see that kind of like like anything it trickles down to club level as well, and you know the, it's 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 vocational, I guess. You know what I mean? At this stage, the amount of time that's needed to put in—it's every night of the week, really. You're doing something, or you're having phone calls, or you're having meetings, and and it's the same with players. You know what I mean? The the, the commitment that's expected of players is, is that much more. I mean, has it gone too far in that direction? I know it's almost impossible to put the toothpaste back in the tube or the genie back in the bottle, whatever metaphor yeah. you want to reach well, I for. Mean, like when you say, has it gone too far? Like, what do you mean by too far? I mean, we choose to do it. So it's yeah. like, and and nothing is really, we choose to do it and that's what it takes. Um, and those who don't choose to do it anymore, don't do it. And that was the great thing about being a GA player was I can walk in the following day. I'm not under contract and I could say I've, I've had enough and I'm going to leave. Um, and... Yeah, I li- like it's clearly it's not the same as it was in the 90s where, you know, most people were kind of living in their county and they were, um, you know, they were playing a couple of nights a week and that was it. There's a huge commitment needed, but there's a huge joy and satisfaction about that. And players are incredibly ambitious. Um, and this is, you know, if you take a, a person's life, this is one of the most amazing things that anybody could do. And you have a certain time period to do it. So motivating and getting players to commit at that level is not a difficult thing to do. What was the highlight of your career? Oh, um, the highlight of my career. Um, uh, I would say to, to winning, winning uh, 
club intermediate championship last year was incredible because it came at the end, the end of my career. And um, I think the All Ireland, the All Ireland finals where we beat Tipperary were were uh, were special, just for the atmosphere and the rivalry and the way the games went. I think they were incredible. Who was the best player you played with or against? Played with? Yeah, I hate that question. I could ask you who's the worst. Who's the worst player to have won an All Ireland with? You? <laughs> oh God, don't get yeah, don't get into that. Yeah. But uh, I know that like we've had, we've had brilliant players. But like, who's to say that Henry Shefflin was better than JJ Delaney? It's it's, it's a stupid question. Who's oh, sorry, the best player I mean, played against? Um, against. Um, I'm I'm not quite sure. The, the Mars of Tipperary were brilliant. Yeah, uh, Parig and Brendan uh, and Ronan as well. Um, they were. Who, brilliant. who did you know was going to be say when you you were playing around that time? So half hour back into mm. midfield. Uh, um, who did you know was going to provide the biggest challenge for you? Put it that way. You know, you think right. This is this is going to be one of the toughest games I'll have this year. Yeah. Mark and this fella. Yeah, and Noel Connors from Waterford was. Uh, God, probably was three or four All Stars. He, he was a brilliant. He was a brilliant uh, individual defender, and I would have struggled against lads like him. Whereas the the more the bigger guys who who were interested in playing the ball, who were interested in hurling themselves, who you know took their eye off the ball a little bit, I found those a little bit easier. But Noel was such a brilliant. Um, brilliant cornerback I'd say he was certainly the one that you'd kind of nearly you'd be thinking oh god I don't I'm, I'm not up for this one <laughs> Well listen Patter our uh, producer today from West Watford gave a, a fist into the air there as Noel Connors got mentioned a small glory for Watford you need them Patter these days anyway uh, Richie listen it's been an absolute pleasure thanks a million for coming in Thanks so much Kieran. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from 4 on News Talk.